The latest episode of Commentaries from the Edge has some sound limitations because of a transfer from a Zoom conversation. Please enjoy the next episode with Rabbi David Wolpe on the topic, What is a Jew? Thank you. Welcome, everybody, from around the world to Commentaries from the Edge. This is Karen Goldberg, and I'm extremely honored and very uh, delighted and, and grateful to Rabbi David Wolpe of Los Angeles, California, for spending time with us today um, with a very demanding schedule that he has had now and for many years. And I'm particularly honored because Rabbi Wolpe is a great spiritual leader, not only for uh, for California, but for our country. And he is, um, title is the Max Weber Senior Rabbi of Sinai Temple, which is a very significant uh, Jewish temple here in Los Angeles, California, a very large congregation. Um, just to give you a hint, a little bit of his background, I want to sort of start with his books. He has, he's the author of eight books, and they include one of the national bestsellers, which is Making Loss Matter, Creating Meaning in Difficult Times, which probably could not be a more relevant subject to examine in the times that we're living in right now. His latest book is titled David, The Divided Heart, a uh, and it's published by Yale University Press, and I will make sure that will be on our podcast in terms of listeners being able to learn how to access that. Um, Rabbi Wolpe has been the leader of a significant temple here and a spiritual leader in general, and he's taught at the Jewish Theological Seminary of America in New York and also the American University here in Los Angeles, as well as Hunter College in New York and UCLA. So I mention all of that as just a hint of how he is the most, one of the most qualified people to address a question that is the topic for today, which is the question is, what is a Jew? And as a Jew myself, um, I'm very interested in, in seeing what his answer is to that question, if there is such an answer. And uh, because I'm asked that quite a bit, and I've always had trouble answering it, and usually comes in the form of uh, being a Jew, is it a religion, is it a people, is it a race, is it ethnicity? So how, why is it that with, with Jews, with us, uh, that question seems to persist? So first of all, thank you for inviting me, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Um, I think the, the answer to the question, Karen, is um, the reason that it's hard is that the categories that we normally think in are not actually the same categories that Judaism developed. Because Judaism is not a religion. That may surprise some of your listeners, but a religion is something you believe. So, for example, if somebody decides they believe Jesus is the Son of God and the Messiah, they're Christian. If the day after they decide, oh, no, 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 I was wrong about that, he's not, he's just a guy, they're not Christian anymore. 
I'm not true with Judaism. If tomorrow I said to you, you know, all that stuff that I've been talking about, about the Torah and God, I don't believe any of it anymore. I'm still Jewish. So being Jewish is not identical to being a religion. On the other hand, it's not a race because even though some people who hate Jews hate them because they say they're an inferior race, there are black Jews and yellow Jews and red Jews and white Jews, and you can't convert to be a new race, and you can convert to be a Jew. So none of the categories that we normally think of people as falling into exactly fit. You can have no Jewish practice, no particular Jewish identity, and still be a Jew. So it's hard to find the categories that fit in modern America. And that's why I call Jews a religious family. Because clearly religion is a very significant part of what it means to be Jewish. But you're born into Judaism, like you're born into a family. You can join Judaism as you can join a family. And the only way really to leave Judaism is not to dislike it, just like people dislike their families are still part of them, but to choose a new family. So if you chose, for example, to become Muslim, then in time you're not Jewish anymore, even though according to Jewish law you might be considered Jewish, but organically the community doesn't consider you Jewish, and that's because you chose a different family. So it's the best category that I've been able to come up with to explain who we are. So I have a feeling that, that for a lot of people asking that question, and for the fact that that question comes up in our society, I'm not sure that's going to be a satisfying answer. Uh, because let's say um, you think about you know the history of Jews, oftentimes somehow those people that are in the category of hating Jews often address Jews as a race. And, and as an example, in Los Angeles, California, most of, let's say, up until even the 1960s, um, the there were clubs, organizations, neighborhoods, which were white only. So right. if, okay, if, let's say if we put aside the idea of, you know, we're a family, we're a religious family, but then to many people, no matter what you would say, we're not white. And it seems like race has become such an issue in our society in particular. Well, the first thing I would say is nobody should be defined by the people who hate them. The fact that people who hate Jews think of them as a race doesn't make Jews a race. It just means that some people who hate them think they're a race. And second, no, you're right. Whiteness does not track on Judaism very well. One of the reasons is that there are a lot of black Jews um, from Ethiopia or black uh, synagogues in the South that uh, long ago converted to Judaism. Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't fit very well. It's, it's the reason that I chose that definition, because it seems to me to accommodate all the categories, and the fact that people don't like the definition is not the same as it being inaccurate, um, especially the people who don't like the definition or the people who don't like Jews. Well, right, exactly. So, so in a way, it, it's but it's interesting that let's say if if we are in the category when people think about religions, you know, we're in that in that line of 
you know, Christianity, Catholicism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and then Judaism. And, and yet somehow, um, you know, so often the question people are not asked, you know, what is a Christian? What is a Buddhist? But, but they keep asking, what is a Jew? I think for exactly the reasons I said, because mm -hmm. we developed in a different civilization and therefore have a different definition of what a Jew is than other traditions might. Um, I, I don't make any apologies for that. If you want to be upset because we don't fit into the definition that you, not you, Karen, but you, the person outside of Judaism, think we should, I apologize. I don't define myself by what somebody else decides I am. And, and Jews have the right to define themselves just like everybody else does. So when you say uh, because of our civilization, what, what exactly are you thinking of? Because of where we came from. Because we grew up ancient Middle East, what is now called the Middle East, at the time it was called the Middle East, um, in, uh, at a tribal time when people associated themselves in terms of tribes, and the idea of tribe didn't have a negative definition as it does now. And tribes are like families in that sense. That is, you're born into them. Sometimes you don't like the tribe you're a part of, but you're still a part of it. You can join tribes, and the only way really to leave your tribe is to join another one. But since we no longer have a tribal society, we don't think of definitions quite that way. Okay, so yeah, so that that would definitely, that the tribal aspect of it is what's really unique. And maybe, I think, mm -hmm. go ahead, what were you going to say? No, I just said I think so. I think yeah, you're right. I think yeah. So the tribal, yeah, so that, that's the thing. And I think maybe, so is it, is it that sense that somehow um, we're always the other? Well, that's, the, the idea of being the other is a significant, um, is a significant factor in the development of anti-Semitism. Um, because for most of Jewish history, in most of the places where we lived, we were the identifiable other. There were Russians and Jews, there were Frenchmen and Jews, there were Germans and Jews. Um, this is one of the things, by the way, that makes America different. There aren't Americans and Jews. Americans come in all different stripes and colors and backgrounds and languages and religions and everything. And one of the reasons, maybe the reason why Jews have flourished in America is precisely because nobody would look at the country and say, ah, you see, there are all these Americans and Jews. Not so long ago, uh, one of the presidents of France, <clears throat> this was, when I say not so long, 25 years ago, there was a bombing in France and he said Frenchmen and Jews were killed. Frenchmen and Jews? No Frenchmen. Frenchmen and Jews. But in fact, the Jews were also Frenchmen. Oh, but right. in, the, in his mind, he had a distinction. No American president of the right or of the left would ever say that because that's not how America thinks of identity. Right. So, because in America, Jews aren't the other, we've done much better here, and thank God for that. Yes, and hopefully that will continue. Hopefully that will continue. That will continue. So, you know, then the category that we're in, you know, you, you, you check a box on the census, and you, yeah. ha and you have to check um, right. your race. Most Jews, at least in the United States, even though, as you just said, you know, there are African, right. there are even, there are Japanese and there are Jews in India right. 
who right. look completely Indian, of course. I mean, yeah. appear to be Indian. Um, so most Jews here check white. Right. It's just easy and convenient because there is a separate category. Some will write in Jewish. Um, and it is certainly true that um, there is considerable overlap between the way Ashkenazi Jews look and whiteness in America. So if you don't dress distinctively, you don't wear a kippah like what I'm wearing now, um, then one wouldn't necessarily know that many Jews were Jewish. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why Jews have dissolved into American society to some extent. And what is interesting about this, well, one of the things that's interesting about this is that Jews have been hated for being distinctive and for assimilating. That's one of the things about anti-Semitism that is so astonishing is Jews are hated for being capitalist and they're hated for being communist. They're hated for assimilating and they're hated for not assimilating. They're hated for being weak and powerless and they're hated for being strong and having, and having an army. There's almost nothing that you can't hate Jews for, but in the end, it's actually a hatred of Jews. It's not about what they do. Um, and so it's even more complicated. Uh, nobody ever said that a discussion about Jews was easy. <laughs> well, yes. And many people have said being Jewish is not easy in itself. Yes, that is um, so, so this is really a question that really will probably always be with us. I mean, it's not since, since many people don't have the nuances of understanding that you're talking about, uh, then I guess in a way we're all, maybe we, it would be good for each Jew to be equipped to be ready for that question and to be able to, um, answer it in some of the ways that you're talking about. It is, yeah, it is, no, it is not an easy um, question for Jews to answer, which is why um, sometimes you'll get, for example, I've got a couple in my office, and the non-Jewish partner will say, I don't understand his parents. They don't observe the holidays. They don't observe the dietary laws. They don't go to synagogue, and they're upset that I'm not Jewish. Why? Why do they care? And the answer is, I mean, first of all, <laughs> there is an element of hypocrisy in that, but the answer is because it's familial and there is the sense of, but but what happened to our family? That, you know, that somebody from outside our family doesn't want to join it or be part of it. Or so, um, it's, yeah, it's a very confusing and multifaceted question, and I think you're right, it won't go away. So that we're, we're kind of, so this whole issue also about, you know, which came up, and I guess partly was provoked by this, the articles that have been coming out, was provoked by yeah. what what was uh, said by Whoopi Goldberg on, on her television program. Yeah. And then it, it, yes. it kind of, then suddenly there was, really um a more popular common idea about really asking that question what is a jew and it seems that even with with all that that happened there doesn't seem to have been an answer that that anyone has really come up with more than what you're explaining um so I, I, you know this, I actually think this is the answer i really do or i wouldn't have said it to you i think that even though as you very justly point out 
if you ask nine out of ten Jews, they won't come up with this answer. I really think it's the right one, and I think it should spread. I'm glad your podcast is helping us spread this answer. I think the answer is Jews are a religious family. And if people understood that, then they would understand that a family involves all sorts of different kinds of people. There are a lot, for example, there are a lot of poor Jews, a lot of poor Jews, and there are a number of wealthy Jews. There are, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of black Jews. And, and people don't appreciate this reality. Instead, they see, like they think Steven Spielberg is every Jew. And, and it's just not true. I mean, we have, a, we tend, now I understand this is in part just economy of means. That is, once you have a stereotype of someone, so that people now, they're taken care of in my mind. I don't have to think about them. I don't have to complicate my picture of them. I know what it is to be a black in America. I know what it is to be a Jew in America. I know what it is to be a Catholic in America. The truth is, you don't. Not really. Not if you have one image. Um, we're all, every people is many, many, many different kinds of images. You know, I, I used to think about that sometimes when I would pass the Pennsylvania Dutch because I grew up in Philadelphia and in Paris. I was born in Harrisburg and grew up in Philadelphia. So from time to time, we would see the Pennsylvania Dutch, and I would think they can't be as uniform, even if they all dress alike, you know, they can't be as uniform as my imagination makes them. And indeed, I know a little bit more about them now, they're not, because people just don't fit into the boxes that we wish they would. So that's sort of a human phenomenon, then. I mean, that it's just, we want it, we want it, e we want it easy, yeah, but it is exactly. and it's, as, and as my grandmother used to say in Yiddish, Jews are like other people, only more so. <laughs> and, and I always thought, I always thought that was such a great line. I mean, like, there's, there are some parts of the human predicament that, that reach a special zenith in the Jewish world, like self-definition. Um, it's not easy. Yeah. So, so we, we're really like, okay, so I, I think that's a great idea to have a campaign to start with the, with your answer, you know, we're a religious family. If, and, any, if any of your listeners want to take out a billboard, I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be, maybe it's a sermon that's going to come. Yeah, could, you know? could well be. I said it, it's right. I wrote an article recently about it in the Times of Israel, a very short article. Um, but yes, it bears repeating. bears repeating. So, you know, I think that, that it would be really great if we... Um, well, if we imagined a, a, a fabulous world in which there, there was the human family, yes. and then in that world you had various different members of it, um, I mean, because it's, it's what's going on right now is almost, you know, a, a feeling of more and more feelings of hatred amongst people. And, you know, Asians, especially in, in areas like Los Angeles, have been experiencing uh, that stereotype idea about, you know, Asians always uh, being successful, being bright, uh, everything's fine, when in fact there's a huge number, particularly let's say we could take the Korean community in Los Angeles where there's poverty, where there's a lot of difficulty. So, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to imagine, but, you know, maybe, maybe we can get to a world at some point where we we could be uh, a human family. 
seems like we have to do that for our survival. Would be quite a wonderful world if, if such a thing were possible. Um, I think that the the there are two different formula that people advance for this, and I like your formula better. But I'm going to just mention both. Um, the first is that everybody should basically be alike. We should have one kind of person that religions divide and cultures divide and nations divide and so on. But I don't really believe that everybody will ever be alike because I've never met a person in general. Everybody grows up in a particular world, has speaks a particular language, treasures a particular culture, goes grows up in a different land. I don't even want everybody to be alike. I don't want to be. I don't want the Scotsman and the Belarusian and the and the the Taiwanese and the and and, and the Saudi Arabian and the Los Angelinos to all be exactly alike. What, what a loss to the world. Um, instead, what I prefer is a, a patch or a quilt of a world in which people respect differences and understand that at bottom we're all alike, but only at bottom, not all through. That we're all fundamentally human, we're all children of God, we all have an essential dignity, but we have different cultures and languages and ideas, and that's good and enriching. And it's not, it need not be a cause of uh, anger and anguish. So beautifully put and such a simple, um, would be such a simple motto. And absolutely, wouldn't that be a boring world? We would, we would yeah. drive each other crazy by being so bored, I, you know, I think if, we, if, we, if we were all alike. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that that perspective of the enrichment of it, you know, even the excitement of it, of each of us bringing something different to the human family, let's say. Um, it seems right. like it should be, it would be a vision that would be simple to get to. And yet, uh, you know, over the millennium, it, it seems like there's, there's something else at work inside the human psyche that resists this. I think it's a matter of somehow um, feeling that someone has to be powerful and someone has to be weak. I think that that's a big part of it. I agree with you. And also the other part of it is what you mentioned earlier about being the other. You know, I often, I often say somebody who thinks that all people should just get along and don't understand why people don't should go visit a playground and see what happens when a new kid comes on the playground. Did the other kids go, oh, look, a new child. Let us share our toys. <laughs> no, they don't. Right? They have an instinctive distrust of the outsider. Yeah. And, so, and so you have to overcome that in people. It has to be educated out of us. It's not like we're all good and, and then all these blocks come in. No, we're complicated creatures. I really think so. We have good and bad in us. But we know ultimately what's good. Most people, I think, ultimately want to do the good. And so we have to try to overcome those other emotions. But they're very powerful. And, and the ability to justify even not-so-good actions in us is also very powerful. Uh, we're, we're rationalistic creatures who can rationalize a lot. Yeah, so, so there's, there's the tension, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. uh, going forward. And... and I think uh, just like we can hope that, you know, the world can 
be part of the, the, the world that we're in in the United States of not being separate as Jews, but being Americans and being part of the, the variety of what it means to be an American will continue. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, I guess we hope there's some progress in, in human development. And, so. and it may happen and maybe you know i would i would say that you as a spiritual leader um is in a position to be someone that will have an effect on us and to kind of create revelations you do create I, revelations I, I think that it has gotten better i really do i think human beings um there's less violence in our world um than there was, I mean, you wouldn't want to live in a city 500 years ago. The worst place on earth right now is better than, than London was, you know, in the Middle Ages. Um, so some things have gotten better. Unfortunately, our capacity for destruction has also gotten better. So when we make a mistake now, more people are implicated than they were in the past because weaponry is so much stronger. But yeah, I do believe that spiritual leaders have a responsibility to try to bring unity, and, and it's particularly sad and disturbing when they don't, when they use their platforms um, to bring division. Yes, that yeah, that's that's really um, the opposite of what what we're, we'd hope for. Our, and, and and yes, when you look at history, you see a lot of religious leaders are are have had transformative effects on people like someone like martin luther king uh someone yeah. like like gandhi um yeah. and desmond tutu in in south africa so um so thank you for everything that you add to to our world thank and you thank you so much for the discussion i really enjoyed it and i uh, i appreciate your bringing up the really interesting and intricate questions Thank you so much. And I, I really appreciate all that you offer. And I just have to end by, uh, I have a quote here that came from you, I believe. And it says, uh, one is a hero for using one's gifts in ways that improve the world. And so I, I have to believe then that you are a hero and I appreciate you being a hero on this program. Thank and you. I'll look forward to the next time I see you. Me too. Shabbat, Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.